Hello, lovely people. I'm Jamila, and this is a Grand Life Podcast, where we drink wine and discuss life, because life ain't half bad when you're drinking. Each episode will feature a new wine, give our two-cent review, and talk about whatever is happening in our or somebody else's life. So, our grand wine of the day is Finca Wolfer Rosé Wine. The year is 2018 by Wolfer Estates of Sagaponic, New York. So there are quite a few vineyards in New York State, so don't be surprised or disregard them. So you guys know, because you're awesome listeners, that the rule is I don't try any of the wines until we start recording. So here we go. Now, this particular one, actually, this rosé has a twist cap, which... I'm not in love with, but it's not unusual for a rosé to have a twist cap. But I kind of feel like it cheapens the experience, but I won't hold that against them for this time. So here we go. It's been a rough week, so this is a long pour. All right, and yes, it's still early in the week, but it doesn't matter. So let's taste this one. Oof. It is tart. That's my first reaction is that it's pretty tart. Um, I was expecting it to be, have a little rounder taste, if that makes sense, like rounder in the mouth, but it doesn't. Um, Very tart, very crisp, that it is. So, I mean, we'll see how this goes as we move along. So, Wilford Estates claims their lifestyle wines evoke the style, sophistication, and spirit of summer in the Hamptons. Well, I want to feel like I'm at Diddy's White Party in the Hamptons, so I'll drink to that. It also says an elegant and vibrant wine with beautiful aromas of citrus, ripe berry, peach, and a hint of sun-dried grass, like the air in the Argentinian countryside. Now, mm, I've never been to Argentina, so, but I do know that I've never liked the smell of freshly cut grass, or any grass for that matter, so that doesn't really attract me, but The bottle is beautiful with a horse head. Yes, another wine with a horse head. But this one isn't sexual at all. And colorful grapes, flowers, berries, and flamingos. I have no idea what flamingos have to do with the wine. But I have a feeling that this is their nod to the Argentinian grass or just Argentina. So, but does anybody know if there are flamingos in Argentina? All right, let me know. Drop me a line at, on Instagram at underscore eight dot grand life or use the anchor podcast feature and record a response because I, I number one, I love to listen to them. But secondly, I really do want to know if there are flamingos in Argentina and if that's what's going on here. So as a follow up to our waist trainer episode. Thank you in advance to Instagram handle Commander in Chief 12 for the advice to rub coconut oil and then saran wrap on my midsection when the waist trainer arrives because I just pressed send on it on my Amazon um, order. So it should be here on Thursday. So I'll keep you guys posted once I actually work out with it. So but that's the next task and we'll you know, that's the ongoing struggle, quite frankly. So. So. We're going to dive right in on this episode because, and this is the first in our Dating Over 35 series, because we have a lot of ground to cover. 
So I have many friends who are over 35, both male and female, who are dating. And I also remember what it was like to try and navigate this like minefield before I got married and all those pieces. I had to get up the energy to even want to go out, figure out what I was going to wear, psych myself up to be social, make sure I mingle, deciding what, I I mean, it, it was just too much. It really was. And it was a whole other job. So, and even on my first official date with my husband, I trashed my bedroom looking for an outfit that didn't look like I had trashed my bedroom looking for an outfit like that. It is too much. It's a lot of work and I respect it. I remember it. And that's why I said, you know what? Let me go ahead and start this series. So I decided to compile all of the stories I have either heard or read, do some research and share with you all in a series of episodes so we can all learn, share, grow and and laugh a little bit along the way. Okay. So, and Wolfer also says that this wine pairs really well with fish and I had fish earlier so I could see it as a nice compliment so on this very first episode in the dating over 35 series the first place we're going to start is where do you even begin the dating process like where do you actually meet people that are not millennials and may have some common sense And yes, what you look for over 35 versus under does change over time, but that's for a later episode. So let's start with the workplace. Let that be the first place we're talking about. Can you find love at work? And I already hear you saying to me, no, that's messy. What if things don't work out? Who wants to see your mate every day, all day? Okay, but here's the issue. You spend most of your time at work. I mean, that is if you're gainfully employed, you are. So wouldn't it suffice to say that you may meet someone with a similar interest because you do work at the same place at your place of employment? Now, I'm speaking as someone who did indeed meet their husband at work. So I have to say it has worked out for me six years later or 42 years later if we're counting in dog years. But I never had a steadfast rule to not date at work because Let's face it, sometimes there are some tasty morsels that you see at work. And why would you go ahead and limit all those blessings and not want to talk to them just because they work in the same place you do? I mean, you work there. So what does that say about you? So and thank goodness I didn't because I wouldn't be married today. So here's some things to consider when you're dating in the workplace. One is the size of your company or organization. And this was actually a really good point by a loyal listener. So is it a one room operation, which would make for very awkward meetings if things didn't work out? Or is it huge, right? And you can break up, but still work in the same place with relative ease because you've never seen them anyway. So I know of someone right now who is dating someone who works at their company, but she never sees him. So it works out perfectly. But again, the size of the organization is to be considered, right? And what is the power dynamic between you and this other person? Can they fire you if the sex is bad? I'm just saying, you can't get bad ass and have bad credit because now you don't have a job all at the same time. Okay, so that's something to consider. And do they have as much to lose as you do? Now, this is important because people think twice about messing up your situation if they also have a lot on the line. For example, in no disrespect or shade at all, and I do mean that, 
But if you are an executive and the person that you're considering dating works in the mailroom, you better be damn sure the chance is worth taking because the fallout will be harder on the exec simply because of the number of jobs at each level that are available and possible accusations that you took advantage of your power in the company to get this person to date you. So, I mean, let's be real, like less likely things have happened, right? And also consider how do they treat their coworkers? Now, this may seem silly, but if they are nasty and rude to their coworkers, that means they have no problem displaying these qualities in a relatively public setting. Are they a gossip? Do they hold grudges when they disagree with their peers? All qualities that can make or break a relationship, okay? So consider those things, pay attention to it, and make smart decisions. Now, again, these all sound really negative, but I am a workplace dating proponent, but with caution. So my husband did not want to even approach me. And like I said, we met at work, but he didn't even want to approach me. And it took him months to do so because he was evaluating my moves to see if I was crazy. Now, turns out I am and clearly fooled him. So, ha but he had to make sure that I wouldn't mess up his professional trajectory if things didn't work out because he did have a higher position than I did. And once we began dating, we were married by the time anyone even knew we were together. Okay, so shout out to Instagram, um, ha- uh, what is it called? Handle Queen Sheba for keeping that secret and for holding us down. So you can definitely check out her beauty product reviews on at Queen S-C-H-E-B-A on Instagram. She's awesome. So And my husband and I did it the right way. We actually divulged to our supervisor, which was company policy, that we were in a relationship and that was it. So other than the supervisor and my one girlfriend, that was pretty much all they knew in the organization that we were dating. So I definitely say if you can both be discreet and proceed with caution and be smart, that I wouldn't take dating at the workplace off the table. Okay, so stay open to the possibilities. Now, FYI, I'm not really in love with this wine, but... Others of you, maybe. Like I said, I needed something. It's almost too crisp, if that makes any sense. But maybe that's because it's not like, I'm not like hot on a beach. That's it. If I was like on a beach and it was hot, I would would be all over this wine. But it's not right now. Okay, so let's start talking about dating websites. All right. Now, I know you all want to hear about these, which receive mixed reviews. So I spoke to a lot of people read a lot of things online. Some people love them. Some people don't. Some people said, absolutely not. They refuse to even try them. Others use it recreationally, right? And others, it's the primary way they meet people. Now, I briefly tried dating online when I was single and I had a good time. I met people, spoke with them online, exchanged numbers, and went out on a few dates. I enjoyed it and I recommend it. Honestly, I do. Now, I use, I personally, I personally use eHarmony and Black People Meet as my primary sites. And Match was just starting when I was exiting the scene. So I really didn't use it at all. But if you work hard, some of you have children. It is a task to have to then get dressed to go out, spend money, go to the bar, buy your first drink, and hope that in between making awkward eye contact, dancing, and shifting from foot to foot because your feet hurt, that you may meet one 
person that doesn't annoy you that much and then you exchange numbers like the odds are not in your favor because who has time for that why why not let the people come to you you can sit with your bonnet on your head drink this wine or whatever wine you want to drink put on a face mask men and women alike and let your fingers do the dating that's what i would do So in my research, I saw an online article from datingadvice.com about the top websites for black singles. So now what I love about this article and website is that it is also sort, excuse me, it also sorted the top dating sites in different categories. So top black dating sites or top dating sites for blacks, seniors, gay, lesbian, and Christian. And then it had like overall the best sites, right? So I really liked that it provided that breakdown. And there were some differences in all the lists, but each list, the number one site was Match.com. And their primary rationale was sheer numbers, right? So the editor-in-chief, Haley Matthews, who gave rationales for each one of the lists and match specifically claims to have 39.7 million monthly visitors million okay of which 13.5 are active every month with an estimated 1.2 million who identify as black 1.2 now and they do this type of breakdown for each category, as I mentioned earlier. So, folks, this is a sheer number game. It is way more exhausting to have to physically meet all of the frogs you will kiss or throw them back in the water before you meet the one. than to electronically weed some of the toads out before you leap off that lily pad of the dating pond into a sea of love. Yeah, that was a cool metaphor, right? I like that. Okay. <laughs> It was corny, but it made me laugh. But I mean, it's honest. You have to meet so many different people before you finally find a person that makes your hearts keep a beat, doesn't make you want to slap them as soon as you meet them, can make you laugh, isn't awkward when you're having a sensitive moment. That stuff takes time. And for you to have to expend all of that energy just to meet one person, why not sit back and let all those people come to you and then weed them out that way? So that's my recommendation. Now, the sites that this site, that datingadvice.com, these are the top sites that they recommend. Match.com, Elite Singles, Zoosk, Z-O-O-S-K, Our Time, which is for mature singles that are over 50, Christian Mingle, Black People Meet, and Be Naughty. Yep, Be Naughty. Mm-hmm. All right. So, if you're looking for a quick hookup, clearly Be Naughty is ready, right? It's in the name. It tells you. But if you want something serious... Would you begin on a site with that name? Okay, probably not. And use humor in your profile because who doesn't like a good laugh? Don't play the whole, I am just looking for a good timeline because you will end up with a timeline full of penises. Yes, you will. And I just, here's the thing. I don't want, I just want you to know and let's not clutch the pearls and act like we have time to play word games, okay? Say what you mean and mean what you say. If you want something serious, say it. And over 35, you may not want to get married, but if you want something serious, be honest about it and begin to weed out thousands who are just trolling. So, 
If you like the club scene, stick with it. But know that adding an online component is not a bad thing. And I do recommend this article at datingadvice.com because it has a plethora of information. And it really breaks down the number of users on each site, the ones that are active, um, and also based on what your particular preference is. So I I really, really like it. And let's see. I didn't say I hated the wine. I just said it was a little crisp. So we'll keep drinking. All right. So the last locale is outside of your house. Yes, outside of your house. I know a ton of people who are desperately want to meet someone, but don't make plans to leave their couch. And unless your soulmate is the UPS, USPS, or DHL delivery person, they will not find you at home. And I, too, watched that Angie Stone video where she kept ordering online so that Idris Elba, her UPS man, would come and keep coming to her house. Man, listen, that is a fallacy and he is not coming. And he damn sure will look like Idris. So going to places that you actually like is a good start, especially if it means a public place with more than a few people. And think of things like, you know, a a spoken word night. If you like poetry, you go to a poetry reading, a live concert, um, whether it be a smaller venue or a larger venue, a singles traveling club. And they do exist. You can actually go ahead and book a trip with other singles. And isn't that nice, right? Or even speed dating. So I have a speed dating story. So now... This isn't necessarily my story because I was not speed dating, but I did invite several of my girlfriends. I sent them an invite and I said, look, is speed dating in our town? Why don't we go? We meaning you go and I'll support you. So I will say I had three girlfriends that participated and one of them is still dating that guy and it's months later. So why not take the leap? And it's the same premise. Multiple people, short amount of time, weed out some people if you can, see what happens, okay? So, it, again, it's working out for one of them, and another one of my girlfriends is actually signed up to go to another event, because she too realized she's like a couch convert. She went from the couch and decided to go outside. Yes, because there are people out there, people that you may want to meet. Yeah, hmm, interesting, okay? So, but being active, social, and enjoying life is a good way for people to find you and for you to find them. So, happy people are also enjoying life outside of your house and maybe sipping a bit of wine along the way. So, so right now, the top three places, okay, work, dating sites, and outside of your house, right? So, not a bad place to start. And this is not, like I said, this is not, um, what is it called? Rocket science. I mean, that, that wire was a little potent. Okay. So this is not rocket science. Okay. But I do think it is important for us to start to unpack the whys behind we make decisions. Why do we not want to date people at work? Why do we not want to go on dating websites? Yes. When the websites first appeared, it was very taboo. And then I constantly hear, oh, well, I don't want to date people online because all they're looking to do is have sex. 
the people you meet in the street are looking to have sex too. They all are. Okay. And I'm not just talking about men. I'm going to be very clear. That's what I'm saying. People, people are looking to have sex and there's actually nothing wrong with that. It's about how you present when you're on that path. If that's what you want, say that. Don't say I'm looking for a deep, meaningful relationship in the bed. Like, don't, I mean, say what you mean and mean what you say. Over 35, don't play the word games, okay? If all you want to do is hook up because you know you're, you already, you know, predestined to marry somebody else, then say that and make sure that, and then people will align with the thing you're saying, but don't lead with a false foot and then be upset when the shoe doesn't fit. I just made that one up. That was good, right? Okay. So, Mean what you say, say what you mean, think outside of your box, question your original assumptions, and have fun. Have fun, guys. So, um, here we go. Some random musings. I, you know, I do a lot of thinking, and I just wanted to share these ones with you guys. So, why do your body parts hurt more after 35 and it does not matter how fit you are. Things still hurt. They just hurt. And I don't I, I don't know. I feel like it shouldn't be painful to grow older. It should be like in the reverse. All the pain should be at childbirth. I need like Benjamin Button syndrome. So I just get things in reverse and then don't have to worry about anything after a while. And why do people with the worst breath speak the closest to you? Do they not know their breath stinks? And the thing is, it doesn't just stink. It's hot. It's like hot stink breath. And then they want to come and be in your personal sphere. I find it so disrespectful and also painful. It's painful. And if you're like me and you're from New York, do you appreciate or don't you appreciate people giving you three feet when they're speaking to you? Like minty breath or not, just give me three feet. I don't need to be that close to anybody. And what if this conversation goes wrong? I need full arm extension to be able to reach out and touch you. Yeah, I just need some distance. And who, like me, is excited to see Pose on FX? It begins season two, Tuesday, June 11th. I am so excited. I'm like psycho for them. I cannot wait. And why do children want Band-Aids for everything? My son love a Band-Aid, boy. I We put one on today. He asked me for one tonight. He didn't get it, though. I just tried to distract him and then he forgot about it but I I have one ready for tomorrow because I know the request is coming so and why is it now that I only open the wines when I record now all of the closed wine bottles in my house keep calling my name Jamila like that's what I hear when I walk by and I'm like oh I want to taste you but I won't do it Because I only open when we record. But I feel like they're talking to me. But that might also be too much wine drinking. Anyway. And why is it when men get a grill, they think they have now become Chef Emerald and can cook anything in sight. Like anything. My husband literally was contemplating and trying to problem solve yesterday around how to cook eggs on the grill. Come on, son. Like... The frying pan that that doesn't that does that doesn't work anymore. Like we need we need the eggs on the we need the smoky the smoky eggs. I don't understand it, but I I, I let them go for it because that's that's none of my business. And with that, when I just sip some wine, mm-hmm. and 
this is something I, re- I, I would really like an answer to. Is it rude to tell someone it looks like they only have three weave tracks in their head? Which, honestly, I meant it as a compliment because I wanted her to know that it didn't look like she put all the tracks in her head. So it didn't look, you know how some people can look like the cowardly lion with all that hair? And I really was like, look, you only have three tracks. Like, that looks good. I was trying to say it looked realistic. It it didn't go over that way. It really didn't. <laughs> but I promise you, it made for a great laugh. But is that rude? Holler at me. Let me know. And is it inappropriate for your child to go with you to choose wines? So my child, he gives me suggestions. He 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 tells me which ones he thinks I should have. <laughs> but I promise you he doesn't drink any of them because he knows it's mommy juice. But he does give me his suggestions. And one day I will feature one of the ones he says. <laughs> Guys, you've been awesome. I'm really excited about this Dating Over 35 series. Please go ahead. Drop me a line. Drop me your thoughts. Tell me what you're thinking. Tell me if you have your own personal experiences around this because that's really poignant and important too. Let's share. Let's grow. Okay. Drop me a line at a.grandenterprises at gmail.com or hit the Instagram page at underscore a dot grand life. And don't forget to share. Tell other people about it. I'm really excited. We're over a hundred listens at this point. So beyond excited and thankful and appreciative for all of you that tune in. Lend me your ear. Give me your feedback. Laugh with me. You might laugh at me. I'm okay with that too. All right. Remember, it's a grand life. Have a drink and enjoy. I'm Jamila and we'll talk and drink soon.